0: Feed me more.
1: Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback and I'm sitting here with JD in Florida and we got Ace Mike Malero all the way back in New York. Guys, Asian Joe will be joining us later. Another the 98th episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. We are nearing 100 episodes. Who would have thunk that I would have had enough to say for 100 episodes but god damn it I'm a chatty Kathy and I keep I got a good little crew of chatty cathies around me. What's going on, guys? Not much. Everything's good. How's everything over by you? Doing well. Doing well. I'm. Um, it's been a good week so far. JD, you're back from from work slash vacation. Back in back in the the studio.
2: Yes, I finally have a little bit of a tan. It's the only time I can get one is when I take that little bit of time off once a year.
1: Yeah. No, you look good, man. I haven't, you're in good shape right now. Still, it's. The, uh, I saw your tank top and I was telling you, I just got a message from, uh, I actually had to order more of the, uh, feed me more nutrition wristband with the blue Ryback. These ones, they're, they're going to add the little blue Ryback on them to make them a little cooler. But, uh, the tank top guy over there that people over in China, uh, really sticking it to me on the pricing. And, uh, I just said, I said, fuck it and ignored them after their last one. They came down, I think they said started at 16, a, a tank top Came down to thirteen. I ignored them, and they came down to ten fifty at tank Top. You think that's a fair, a fair shake, JD? What is the volume? I got to get a hundred of them.
2: I don't know. That still seems a little high. I get contacted by manufacturers like that all the time, and they're always quoting me minimum fifty. I had dude. I literally that get was my minimum before. I get five to ten a week. Who will message me on Instagram or through my website? Please, sir, let us earn your business. We make everything under the sun.
1: Would you, if you don't mind, go ahead and maybe forward me uh, one of those <laughs> next time, and uh, so that way I have, I have a little something to forward over to the Chun Lee character over in Florida, uh China. It's <laughs> Chun something. I apologize. It, it wasn't. It is really Chun something. So I'm not just making that up. But uh, man, yeah, I gotta. It's getting all that organized. A lot going on this week on the Feed Me More Nutrition stuff, but we'll talk about all that later. Going on, Ace, we got the wrestling news. We've had another great week of wrestling. I know you're excited to dive in and kind of uh, explore everything going on in the world of wrestling uh, this week. What, What do we have going on?
0: It's still real to me, damn it.
1: Our story is Brock Lesnar.
3: Uh, as usual, uh, Lesnar showed up in the crowd during UFC 226, being led by Dana White. He took a seat at ringside to watch the championship match between Stipe Mieka, Mieke, against Miocic against Daniel Cormier. Yep,
1: Stipe Miocic, I believe. Is it Stipe or yeah, yeah. Stipe? <laughs> Stipe.
3: I have no idea. <laughs> I believe it's Stipe. I've
1: heard it pronounced Miocic and Miocich. So, I, but at um, last, it was Stipe Miocic, I believe, on that. But
3: uh cormier defeated uh miyachik and became the new ufc heavyweight champion after a first round knockout uh then cormier invited lesnar into the ring lesnar gro- shoved him lesnar got in the ring and then shoved him across the, across the ring he grabbed the microphone and cut a promo saying i walked into this building and watched the heavyweight disasters from the beginning nagano's a piece of shit my chick that's the piece of shit daniel cormier i'm coming for you motherfucker um assuming he re-enters the testing pool now Brock Lesnar would be cleared to return to the UFC by January 2019 just in time for the ESPN's deal with UFC to start uh WWE's been posting about this on their website so it seems it's all being done with their blessing yeah I sort of wonder is this a one-off or start of a bigger deal between WWE and UFC
1: I don't know what's going on I, I I did I watched that and um I think Brock's in such a Cool position. There's there's nobody like him right now. Where he is, literally a part time UFCer and a part time WWEer, and he's making probably more than anybody else that does the sport outside of maybe Conor. And uh, it is uh, you can't hate on anyone for that. It is he is he is living uh, the ultimate life, and he's been proven he's a draw and he's an attraction. And I, I, I don't know. I think it all depends on what. What happens in this fight? But Brock is a guy. He's a lot bigger than DC Daniel Cormier, Cormier and uh, Brock's almost like a bully a little bit when he's in there with guys that he. I, he's like one of those guys. I feel like when he's really confident, he's really, really hard to stop. And I believe there's been moments in his career where he was just beyond confident, and he and maybe wasn't as talented as the other guys fighting, but he's so goddamn strong and such a freak athlete. That if he's able to survive that beginning, he, he, he can kind of impose his will on guys. And when he hasn't been able to do that, it's a different story. And will he be able to do that to DC? I don't know. He is, DC is an Olympia, Olympic level wrestler. Uh, so I, I don't know. And, and DC is, uh, but it, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting matchup. And, uh, but Brock is a, is a big heavyweight. Where, and I mean, what I mean when I say that is he he probably walks around at 280, 290 and cuts down to 265. Whereas a guy like DC is fighting light heavyweight and comes up and, you know, he's, he's 246, I think they said, or right around that 241 or 246, somewhere in the 240 range in which for him to, to, to be in that heavyweight class and, um. It's an interesting matchup and I think I, I think it all just depends Brock's in a, in a phenomenal position to be able to play both sides he's a guy that oh I, I I'm a WWE wrestler and I'm also a UFC fighter and any anybody that can succeed at at that high of a level at two different sports or two different things like that it's incredible so um I think a lot of people I think it it, it hell of a story if he comes back and he wins the UFC championship you know, I, I, I now he enters the, the testing pool and all that. And <clears throat> I don't know what the deal with all that was before. You know, D.C.'s a guy that is, and Stipe also, you know, they're clean athletes. And they deserve to fight a clean athlete on that end. So, hopefully, that's what we get. And, uh, again, I'll be ordering it. I, I enjoy it. And whatever the, the shenanigans were at the end of it and, and whatnot, at the end of the day, they're really fighting. So if people can say it's staged all day long, who cares? It doesn't, it's staged, but they're, it's, they can have, they can have storylines in UFC fights. They're still, that doesn't mean the fights are fixed. They're not. And um, it's just a way to maybe make it more entertaining and whatnot. I had no problem with any of it. I thought, if anything, you could tell by social media, all the, the, the different posts on it and everybody talking, if everybody's talking about it, it worked. Obviously, there's interest in the matchup now, but we're it's at least probably six to eight months, nine months away, and they have now laid the foundation for an interesting matchup. When, no matter what happens, I think it does great buys, and UFC will use Brock. Brock will u- use UFC. WWE will use Brock. Brock will use WWE. He's in a great position. JD, do you think Brock? Also, do you think
3: Brock holds onto the title till the WWE title till till January?
1: Ah, uh, don't know. I uh, I think it would be, I think that would be, uh, I don't, I think WWE would be all for that. You would think they would, as far as publicity wise, the guy's the WWE champion and the UFC heavyweight champion, never before been done. Um, and he's one of those guys that they can do cross promotion with. I think this is one of those, is that something to say, is UFC going to do that kind of business all the time with WWE? Probably not. But within a rare circumstance with a guy like Brock, why wouldn't you capitalize on every market that you could? Because at the end of the day, UFC might not like if their hardcore following doesn't want them to have anything with WWE. But if they're making more money than they've ever made, what do they care? Because at the end of the day, it is real fighting still. So, And as long as they don't jeopardize that part of it, and the fights are not fixed and, and whatnot... That that I don't see the problem with it. It's just advertising on a different in a different market. So, JD, any any thoughts on on any of that? I don't know if you caught any of it.
2: I saw the uh, aftermath, which I mean, obviously that was a work, but you know, because they're friends. DC and Brock are friends. DC is a big wrestling fan, um, so he probably was very enthusiastic to do all that, and he will. I mean, he probably made more money for the steep A fight than he's made at all. Yeah. Uh, but he, he used to fight heavyweight, though, didn't he, before he dropped down?
1: I think he was undefeated, yeah. wasn't he? Or believe... uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's what I thought. So he's back in the heavyweight division. He's no stranger to it. He's just been out of it for a while. But, you know, uh, the caliber of athlete that he is, he hasn't forgotten how it's different from light heavyweight. Yeah. And... You know, him and Brock, it was definitely all for show, and but when they fight, it will be a real fight. So, and WWE has to... I think they've realized they can't turn their nose to stuff like that and be like, okay, well, you go... You know, Brock is obviously going to get his way. He's one of the only guys, he might be the only guy who gets his total way, and they can either embrace it and get a rub from it, or... They can turn their nose sort of like they have in the past and just like, okay, well, Brock's just written off TV. Oh, hey, he we went and fought in the UFC. Imagine that. But if they embrace it, there's going to
1: be some kind of um, return on it for them. They're going to make money with it. They're, they're better off making money with him than, than turning down money with him, I feel like. it's
2: Yeah, and I mean, they put such an emphasis on... I mean, if this was 15, 20 years ago when they portrayed it, where wins and losses mattered, and people were protected more, and stuff like that i I could see and totally understand why they would distance themselves because, oh my god, if, if Brock gets his face kicked in, in in thirty seconds, oh, this is gonna <clears> make <throat> us look so bad because he's the champion, but yeah, I think you know th- there's such an emphasis now more than ever it's just a show they they're all the time we're a media company, it's just a show, it's all content that if if Brock loses. I don't think they think of it as
0: it's not as you know, bad as it used a,
2: to be not as bad as it used to be, and I mean, I could see them both ways too with the belt like they would love for Brock to possibly wear the w w e title into the cage, yeah but at the same time you do would Dana white really let it go that far? you know you're talking about a fake title coming into a real situation yeah you know, would he it's one thing to announce him as such. It's another thing for him to be, because I mean, one of the reasons they said they changed the championship design to the design that it is now with the big WWE logo is because they sent it to the football teams and the basketball teams and because they just want everybody when they see it, it just, Hey, look, this is WWE, WWE. Yeah. So it would almost be like a billboard in the middle of the cage. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if, uh, what Dana would go for that.
1: Yeah, at the very least, though, and if he did by chance and he did win that at the end, you know, it's possible it can it can make an appearance there. But in all media photos, I would think thereafter that it would just be great, a great media opportunity that uh, that if he was the WWE champion still at that point, and <clears throat> you know, they, in, in having the shots of the UFC and WWE championship, because what do you, the the thing that will happen is one, they'll get a lot of coverage out of it. But everybody, all the negative people that will, that can't stand, that the, the hardcore MMA enthusiast and whatnot, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to bitch and complain. And it's going to make even more. It's That title's going to be showing up everywhere. And uh, it will have more attention on it than probably ever before for that reason. So not a bad idea. Now, do they run that risk? I don't know. If they take that chance or whatnot. But it, it it's definitely interesting to talk about.
3: our next story is about kane uh, apparently the person he's running against in uh, his mayoral race you know decided to make a criticism about uh, him returning to w uh, d- television uh democratic candidate linda haney criticized kane for returning to w television to team up with daniel bryan to ch- challenge luke harper and eric rowan for the Smack team smackdown tag team t- titles at extreme rules i was really stunned to find out he was still pursuing it i thought that was in the past I thought in this crucial time, he'd want to be here and be with the people. Being an entertainer doesn't make you a political figure. It may get you some votes, but I believe people want something and co- someone with common sense who's ready to leave. You know, I thought Kane was real classy. He just said, look, after I'm elected mayor, I'll be mayor. I'm sure some people will say that. I'm not focused, and some others will say that it's the coolest thing ever. Again, you can't make everyone happy. You just do what you can, and that's it. You're always going to catch criticism no matter what you do. I still may do a few special things in wrestling if I'm elected. I've done it for 23 years now, and I have quite a history. It'll always be part of my life. I think the question is if I'm taking running seriously, and of course I am. I wouldn't be running if not. And I think it's so stupid. You know, this guy has a life outside of politicians. No other politician has to give up their life. Why should he have to give up what he loves doing, wrestling?
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a job. You know, if he's not on the, if he's not doing the live events and on the road five days a week or four days a week. He's just going and doing TVs and an occasional pay-per-view. It's actually not really affecting anything because if you, if you figure a travel day and you know, a pay-per-view or, or a TV or whatever, he's gone a couple days a week. It's like, a, it's like his two days off essentially. And then when he's he's home, he's working and doing the other stuff. So yeah, I think that's just somebody reaching and, and whatnot. And um, it hasn't proven to, to be a detriment to anything he's doing. And, Again, he's done this his entire life, and um, yeah, I don't don't really, it's just a job, so I don't really see that he's not a full-time WWE superstar and doing that, so I don't see the problem with it, and I thought that was a great, I thought he handled himself very well uh, in that situation.
3: It just seems sort of desperate on her end, you know. <laughs> because I think a lot of people do have a stigma against wrestling by, you know, pointing out every chance she get, he, you know, he's a wrestler, he's a wrestler, yeah. I think, you know. Yeah, oh, although no, it has but, a horrible
1: but, stigma with it and, and all facets of life, it really does. It's, it's, uh, it's just the way it's always been and probably always will be and whatnot. So it's, um, I don't know. That's just the way it's always been. Um, this,
3: there was an article this week about the, uh, the NXT uh, UK contracts. Apparently the wrestlers that signed to the new w NXT UK have signed one-year deals. The majority of the deals are for $31,600 US according to WrestleTalk and the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. This is up from the $20,000 a year deals that the UK talents were getting when they originally signed. Uh, WWE is the contract of cancelling the UJ deals at the four-month mark and the eight-month mark. The contract bans the talents from working for other companies that have TV deals or major unlo- unfollowings including Revolution Pro, Defiant, Impact, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, it's funny when I was listening to this, I think a lot of people have a misconception about how much developmental deals in the WWE are worth. I think it points to the allure many performers feel about working for the WWE. I mean, $31,000 is not really a lot of money, especially if these guys are paying for their road expenses and all that. You know, it shows that, you know, the guys like Kenny uh, Cody Rhodes and Kenny Omega and the Bucks, that's why they're doing their own things on the Indies. I mean, they have far less control and restrictions and probably can make a lot more money than that, that kind of, you know, developmental deal.
1: Yeah, it has its ups and downs. Uh, you, developmental's never been a situation where a guys make a lot of money. Outside of the, again, when Brock came in, he had a... There's been several guys that have gotten, you know, pretty significant developmental deals. But it, it always used to be... It used to be like $250, $300 a week. Then it went to 500 There was occasional guys got 750 I remember guys... That were getting a thousand, that was that was rare. And uh, and if anybody was making any more than that, they really they were pretty hush-hush on that because it just it never really happened. But from from the whole period I was down there and whatnot. And <coughs> it's uh they promised the guys an opportunity to make more than that possibly. So it's um and, I, I, you know, the guys, I believe they could still do independent shows and whatnot, uh, just not main certain particular places. So they could still make more money and work uh, outside of that. So, you know, it, it's just this is what happens when you have one company that's so strong and uh, they are able to do deals like this now and whatnot. And, of course, you would like to see everybody make more money and whatnot. But if the guys are saying yes to it, it's the guys are the ones to blame. For taking it, it, it but it, it's again. We I've been on both ends. When that's what you want to do, and there's that's what you do. You you have to play the game, and you kind of go along until you get to a point where you can. No, that's not right, and, and whatnot. So, you can't never hate on anybody for for doing that and whatnot. It's just it's. Is it a lot of money? No, it's not a lot of money by any means, and it's such a huge misconception. And re- wrestlers are paid the least amount of of compared to any other sport and it's um especially for the amount of damage and then stuff you do to yourself doing it which is is it right no but that's and and i think as time goes on i think that that figure will change over time but that's the way it's improved somewhat in some ways and it's gotten worse in other ways so it's what it is i don't jd any thoughts on that
2: well, one of the things they have going for them is there's no... I don't think they're running a schedule at all. It's probably going to be very random live events, so yeah. their expenses are probably going to be pretty minimal, and um, there's no school over there, so they don't have to go to class. Um, and they can, you know, work the indies. Now, if it was five years ago even, they would probably be in a better spot because I pay per view I mean i pay view's kind of always been around, but a lot of people haven't implemented it, but in recent years um you know even if you charge three ninety nine or four ninety nine or five ninety nine or something, some of these companies are realizing like, oh man, look, you know two thousand people five thousand people from around the world bought this i per view yeah, now all of a sudden, I had ten twenty grand come in that I never would have had come in even if they sold you know two hundred tickets, right yep, so there's more and more places using i pay-per-view so these guys can't work there and they can't even you know i remember a while last year i think it was i had heard that guys were working the shows with the i per view but they had to work like a dark match essentially but then that was causing problems and it was just straight up no you can't be on that show yeah. so is there enough work you know i mean 30 grand is i mean you're you're working out, eating, having to take care of yourself, you got bills to pay and stuff like that, is it enough money where you can make a little bit extra and everything's going to be okay? Probably. I mean, you're you're just barely going to get by, but you can't do New Japan, you can't do Ring of Honor, you can't do these other things too. And I mean, WWE is saying, hey, you could have an opportunity, but you could also have an opportunity somewhere else. And it says they can opt out after four months or after eight months or whatever, they might keep you under deal like those guys last year they did nothing with them for the whole year so you could lose other opportunities which could True, be a yeah. better opportunity because the WWE system is very it's pretty oversaturated now i mean they have a record number of talents under contract
1: yeah just absolutely. in north
2: america so it's 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 hard to say i mean again if it's not enough money but the guys are taking it then you know you can't blame anybody but them and for the other guys who say, you know, no thanks, not right now, you know, more power to them too. Yep.
3: Yeah, the other thing, uh, you know, ITV, ITW has launched their big uh, World of Sports wrestling in the UK right now, so I can't help but see this as counter programming. Uh, they announced this week that Stu Bennett was going to be the uh, yep. executive and commentator for uh, World of Sports. Uh, I think you know, W definitely has concerns about World of Sports. I think that's why they they're locking up all these contracts. You know, and I, I think putting it, bringing in a uh, you know, Wade was just awesome. I mean, yo, yeah, I, we, I got our, we, we got our we got our
1: guy uh, in a good position over there. We're actually uh, there's talks of a, a Nexus uh, infiltration over there in the world of sport at some point <laughs> in time. Uh, we'll see how things go. I don't mean to spill the beans on anything, but old Stewie is uh, taking a, taking old Gander at everything over there and going to let us know the situation.
3: <laughs> uh, unfortunately, most of you guys are free right now. <laughs>
2: You know, it's not that WWE is not worried about anybody. They make way too much money. Yeah. What, what, what their mindset is, with the network, there's only so much original content that sure. they can come up with that's WWE-related, right, Like or produced. And I completely believe that they will start scooping up independents and putting them under some kind of working relationship contract yeah. where these companies are aired on the network And it's just going to be about them dumping more content onto the network because they've already, you know, put all of the territories or most of the territory footage on there, all of the tape libraries they've accumulated, just about everything. And, you know, with original programming, they already put out, you know, over a dozen hours of TV every week. So they don't want to lose any potential subscribers. And if it means signing these guys to, like, a, a working relationship contract, you know, because they have no fear of anybody. They're, they're yeah. No, they're in a position. They're untouchable. Yeah, yeah they're in a yeah. great
1: position. Speaking yeah, it's of... It's funny of, you say that, because... Uh, go ahead, sorry.
3: One of the stories that also came out this week is that W is looking to buy Evolve. You know, uh, Dave Meltzer reported that, you know, uh, they're interested in purchasing Evolve to use it purely for the W E network. Uh, you know, w hired Evolve Booker Gabe Sapolsky several months ago to work behind the scenes for NXT. Uh, they've been talking from the start of that relationship between the two companies. Uh, w actually sent talents and agents to Evolve for autograph sessions and dark matches recently. Uh, Adam, Adam Cole actually worked their last the last event as part of a dark match. It sounds a lot like the relationship ECW had with uh, ECW back in the day, although it's not like W has the competition they did back then. Uh, evolve is one of the bigger indie companies, and I think it's a really bad thing for wrestling if everything's just going to fall under that W umbrella at this at this point.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess they're, just, they're better off, in their minds, just working with places and making money than, uh, than even bothering fighting it, and <clears throat> they're getting all this content out of it. So, it's a win-win for them at any point with the network. And again, they can get these deals for so little, you know. And give, if that gets these that certain small percentage of fans buying the WWE network to watch this stuff, they win. So, it's it makes sense on their end what they're doing.
3: Uh, last thing I got for tonight was just a little bit of an update on Extreme Rules. Uh, they announced a bunch of the matches. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins are going to be doing a 30-minute Iron Man match. Uh, They've done a really good job promoting this match. Uh, they posted a graphic on Facebook. They were talking about the wrestler, the performers' act of stamina. They pointed out Seth Rollins is doing 65 minutes in a gauntlet match. Uh, and then Dolph Ziggler did 50 minutes in the t- 2013 Royal Rumble. Yeah, I think in terms of pure athleticism, this match is going to steal the show.
1: I, they should have used that as an opportunity to to put over Zigman with the women in the stamina department. There to keep, to keep the character strong on that fucking hashtag Zygman. He uh, is one of my favorites. Both guys, I like. I like Seth a lot. That is, uh, they're gonna. I would have liked to see them have sixty minutes to believe it or not, and they both could. They could have. They could easily pull that off. The both of them. The um, thirty though is they've done the thirty minute Ironman matches before. It. I. I would have sixty is a tough. Sell to keep people enter- entertained that entire time, but I think those two uh, could have done it. But I, I just wish I, I'm sure they both would have wanted to have 60 minutes also, just to really That's uh, to get a little feather in your cap to have one of those. But it's uh, it'll be an incredible matchup, no doubt, no doubts about it. And I actually really enjoyed the ending, I caught the ending of uh, McIntyre and Rollins. And uh, Dolph is just so good, uh, and he's good on little things, he like uh, a lot of people don't appreciate and whatnot but timing and timing is so important and, and whatnot and that finish taking the curb stomp and then turning around into McIntyre's big boot and I just like that entire little sequence and everybody was in the right place at the right time and didn't hurt Seth at all, established Drew furthered the storyline with Dolph and, and, and Rollins and um, it's, it's been done well so I'm happy for both of them JD I didn't see it <laughs> All right. You, what I was going to ask you, Ace. I did see this because I got contacted. I'm going to be doing um, the is it keeping it 100 podcast with Conan and uh, Disco oh, Inferno. Conan. Yeah, cool. they've they've reached out a bit since I left WWE, and I never I've done some interviews and whatnot. And I, I told the, the the guy Joe that's reached out. They've always been very nice, and I just said maybe in the future. In the in the future, and uh, and they they reached out again and. And I go, "Yeah, go ahead, Let's, we can go ahead and do it." And uh, Disco I've met, and I disco man, I, <clears throat> I see thoughts and, and things that he says, and he, he seems to have a pretty solid wrestling mind and, uh, and whatnot, and, and just things, and, and you know, he's not shy to state his opinion, and I, I love that. And the, um, I noticed though something happened. Did a wrestler break his neck? No, I didn't see that. Did JD, did you see, didn't, uh, were you the one that, JD, you're the one that told me that? One of the uh, New Japan guys broke his neck, right?
2: Holy shit. Yeah, I can't remember his name. It was on a really uh,
1: stupid looking suplex. Um, oh, the move was, you sent me the the thing to that move, and why Hiromo anybody...
3: Hiromo Takahashi.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's truly unfortunate, and I and I hope... Everything ends up all right, but I know Disco because it, it that was what it saw made a comment about the style and about a guy breaking his neck, and hopefully guys can take notice of this. And I think it's a very real problem that needs to be addressed. And but you you know the as a wrestler, like, all I can do is you know well, I'm not doing that and and whatnot because I think a lot I think it's I think there's going to be a lot more things like that with the way things are going and it's unfortunate because it never should be it's never been about that never should be about that and you do this to eventually hopefully make money and and be able to and to do it and do it well and the art uh of uh putting on the illusion of a of a real fight in a in a scripted pro wrestling way and uh you don't want to really hurt yourself and that move was uh why they anyone well, I'm, watching would take it. That, I'm watching it now Holy yeah I, I i can't even fathom the thought process of putting that together and um agreeing to take that move that's that's just me and i'm sure well, it's a well see of what argues.
2: what i don't understand is everybody more than ever knows that wrestling is scripted you know the cat came out of the bag a long time ago some people were kind of in denial a lot of the work was still ad-libbed promos were ad-libbed there was direction and producing yeah. and stuff and guys would obviously put stuff together in their matches but it was there was a lot of ad-libbing and, and working with the crowd and stuff and now it's you know and WWE protected it you know they didn't they said sports entertainment but they didn't sit <clears> there and just yeah. constantly say over and over hey we're just a show we're just a show we're just a show you know and that's what they do now and you know there's all these behind the scenes programs on the network showing people going over their matches and practicing shit. It's like, it really is just a show. So, with more people than ever knowing that it's scripted, aka fake, yes, the injuries are real, but it's fake. Yeah, and fake's fake. not it's meant
1: not, as, as, as a, it's, it's not used it's not as a real an insult, but yeah, it, it's. It, the the, the outcome it, is determined, and the, 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 the not only is the outcome determined, A through Z is typically determined. So it's, yeah. yeah.
2: I, well, what I don't understand is with more people than ever knowing that it's scripted, I can't understand why guys are hitting each other harder yeah. and doing more dangerous moves to each other. I mean, when people believed wrestling was real, guys were not beating the shit out of yeah. each other, and the people still believed it was real, And now everybody knows it's just a show, and guys are like, well, well, we're going to hit each other harder. Guys' pushes
1: would end if you were really hurting people, by the way, which this is why I always kind of take get insulted on this with with the storylines in WWE saying I hurt people for storyline purposes and and fans that that can't distinguish reality and, and entertainment and whatnot. And You actually have other guys going out there breaking, and not just this circumstance, but other guys breaking guys' necks and you see nothing of it. Like it's, it shouldn't be happening. And not to say it, it, accidents do happen, and whatnot. But it, the, it's almost like the guys, and I say the guys, and it's, it's a small percentage of them or a percentage of them. Are they trying to prove to their friends, AKA the people sitting on the other side of the guardrail that they communicate with all the time, that hey, like we, this is. We're really hurting each other for you guys. Do you think that's going through their heads that that's something to try to get respect with these internet people or this small amount of people that will never do it anyways? That we're really killing, quote unquote, killing ourselves for you. Is there like we love the business so much we're willing to break our necks? Like I, I don't understand the mindset of it and what the wind is What's on right? it.
3: It's funny, because uh, one of the things I had was about Adam Cole. He was talking about something like that. And he was saying when he was a young wrestler at 18, you know, every single move I would do, every move possible, I'd land on the concrete floor, I'd land really high on my head just to try to impress the fans. And it's just you know he said he learned from that and now he won't do it and you know he said you know he's realized you know over time uh, his style's evolved and he's not going to put himself at that kind of risk because it just shortens and your stupid. career for for what yeah for what you no know, well, imp-
1: well you're not going to you're not going to impress
2: the fans no you're not going to yeah. impress the fans because, that's called being a fucking mark
1: all, if that's just what yeah, that's all that it, that is
2: yeah the that, expectations are so high that the fans don't even know what they want anymore because they've seen everything. And on your average show, they'll see everything by the third match, not just, you know, forget the end of the show. And I don't know if these guys, it's like amongst themselves. Like, I mean, there's always this level of, you know, you don't want to be a pussy in the locker room and you go out in the ring. And if, you know, somebody's being rough with you, you, you be rough back. You don't let them bully you around or anything like that. But, Th- that same guy will do something dangerous to you where it's done completely safe. It's not like because he's giving you a couple stiff shots in the back or some stiff chops that he's automatically going to drop you on your head. Yeah, he's yeah. going to test you in other ways, and there's ways to respond. And that's the way it always was. And they would go, okay, you know what? This guy's not a pussy. He, he, he fights back. But now it's like, who are, who are you trying to impress by beating the ever-living shit out of each other? And these guys are taking... I mean, maybe because they're on the internet and there's fucking clips that go viral, they don't think about making it, so to speak, and making the big money. So they're like, Oh, who gives a shit? I'm gonna fucking take a pile driver off the top of a Searching for attention, to... essentially,
1: the for all the wrong reasons.
2: And then but the, here's the thing, some of these guys wrestle once a week, once every other week. They have time to heal up. And as soon as they get in the
1: WWE system and they go on the road, they fall apart. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, even, though, if you break your neck, though, you're not healing up. Like, you, you start no, getting some neck injuries, you're done.
2: And even if they heal up from the injuries, there's that wear and tear. You know, it's like what we talked about with Zayn. You know, all yeah. the wear and tear he put on his body, most likely from the Indies. And in, in his big debut match on Raw, he throws his arms up in the air to the crowd and blows his shoulder out and now yeah. he's had – which he had surgically repaired. Both of them. And he just had to have – well, he had to have it done again.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? I mean, it's probably not the exact <clears> same uh, spot, but it's like do, do you want to save anything for yourself to when you get a chance to make that big money?
1: Yeah. No, or it, it, are
2: you just happy for fucking gifts?
1: And, and wrestling will not be there for you later. I'm telling it's no, – That's it, the important that, part. That's what nobody realizes and, or, and uh, not – I shouldn't say nobody. There are guys that do realize that. A, a big percentage of the guys do not understand that. And um, it's unfortunate. But here's the thing
2: they, th- they think they're safe because when shit hits the fan, they just start to go fund me and they put the big fucking sob story about guys, this is my passion. This is how I pay my bills. I have enough money for rent for like two months. I'm not going to be able to make my car payment. I blew my knee out. I need a surgery for $28,000. Please, anything can help. Help me get back to doing what I love to do. Blah blah fuck you. <laughs> fuck you selfish fuck
0: because no, it,
1: yeah, you're so right fucking your
2: stupid. You 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 had this bullshit style and you're doing fucking knee drops to the floor off a of 730 fucking twists and you blow your knee out wrestling for 50 bucks in front of 100 people and then you want the fans To bail you out because you didn't make enough money for health insurance. You didn't make enough money to have any kind of a fucking savings. You had no rainy day fund. You're scraping together show to show to show. And you want the people to feel sorry for you because you're chasing your dream. Meanwhile, they have rent to pay. They have fucking kids' mouths to feed. They have bills to pay. They have responsibilities. They pay their hard-earned money to come to the show to see you. They buy your t-shirt. They buy the fucking DVDs. They buy the iPay-per-views. And that's not enough bail me out because this is my passion. Fuck you.
1: No, I get it. <laughs> I understand it, man. It's um it, it's unfortunate this whole thing in the the it never used to be about this, about that and uh, it still isn't on a lot of things, but um they they won't be around forever doing that. So that's for sure. And but just wanted to touch on that and Hopefully everything, if he requires surgery or whatnot, I don't know what the uh, prognosis is or anything of that nature, but wish him the best, and uh, it sucks. It's unfortunate, and uh, hope for a speedy recovery, and whether he'll he'll wrestle again or not, I don't know. When you're dealing with the neck, it could be hit or miss, especially that style he could very well not get cleared and you would be advised to never wrestle again, you know, especially if that's the style and, uh, sucks. But with that being said, Ace, anything you want to go ahead and, uh, plug this week to wrap up and, and actually, by the what what's is the last, total just, amount of weight you're down now?
3: I just, actually, one last story I want to talk to you okay. about. Well, uh, just real quick thing. Uh, AJ Styles and Rusev for the Dirty championship. Uh, I think it's time for Rusev day, man. Uh, I was looking, they were showing the, the most watched shows on the network and right along with Rusev, English, and uh, Lana were higher than XT last week, higher than 205 Live, higher than someplace else to wrestle with. It was even higher than the UK tournament. So I think Rusev's red hot, man. I think it's they're going to pull the trigger on him on this Sunday, I really think.
1: It would make sense. Yes. <laughs> I I would want nothing more for that. And for <laughs> Rusev Day to have a, a WWE championship run. Or it will not be. And... Uh, <laughs> I can't say either way. I don't know, but I'm hoping that uh, business right the correct business is done because it's that is how you make a new a new megastar, and you capitalize on big moments when the people are interested and the numbers are showing that based off of that and that other things, his merchandise numbers and sales, and uh, they would make more money doing it, and it wouldn't hurt AJ at all. So. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I am polling for my friend this weekend. And with that, anything, Ace, you want to go ahead and uh, plug to wrap, wrap up the wrestling news? Sure.
3: You find Mike Ace Malera on criticalblast.com. You follow me on Facebook and Twitter at skitchnm.
1: Good deal, Ace. Thank you as always. We will talk to you next week. Me and you will catch up this week as well. And uh, we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a quick break and be right back after these messages, guys. Hey guys, it's the Big Guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition. And right now, we have our summer specials only available on feedmemore.com. Buy one vanilla iso-hungry protein, get the second half off. Buy one cherry limeade, wake up unlimited energy, get the second half off. The Big Guy Testosterone Booster is now back in stock. And check out our finish-it branch chain amino acid electrolyte pump matrix. Great combo specials are also available all summer long. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed me more. All right, we are back. We have Asian Joe not in the house, but in his mom's house this week. Yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> I'm in Cali.
4: Oh, thank she you. She has more work for me to
1: do out here. She's really putting <laughs> it to you this week. She's keeping you for an extra week. Yeah.
4: Yep. Pretty much. I got the whole carpet to pull out and uh put new flooring flooring on the
1: floor. You are uh you're a true handyman Asian, Joe. I uh <laughs> I admire your, your skills and, and the different crafts that uh you're able I've witnessed you hide wires. Yeah I, but TVs, I understand ATVs why and...
4: my mom had kids for free slave labor. Yeah, she
1: doesn't have to do shit later on. That's the whole point, isn't it? You just was like, Is there a reason why
4: you kept me around in you
1: this this week's guest is Asian Joe's mom. <laughs> <coughs> we grill her on, on why she had Asian Joe. <laughs> She'll
2: fill in because he'll be too busy doing renovations.
1: Yeah, yeah. She just is the new the new the new yeah. weekly resident tech tech woman. <laughs> I was just thinking. I need. Yeah. I need. i I'm, I'm, I really think I'm going to get a new laptop for in here. I don't like this laptop. I got. I mean, it's, are you using a laptop? Are you using the, the 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 tablet? I'm using the tablet right now. the The laptop is, it works. It's fine. But we like you fixed the screen on it before because it was mysteriously. I showed up. This is when I was with WWE. Showed up off the road and I had the tab, the the laptop on a desk upstairs, and I came home and it was just on the floor and the screen was broken. And um, the only person, you know, the mother lives in the the apartment suite here. And uh, she would she would clean when I was gone, and because uh, she didn't like the maids that I had, so she she always insisted on cleaning. And I okay, I'll save a two three hundred bucks on the whole deal. And I screen was completely smashed. And mom, did you break my computer? No, Ryan, I didn't break. Did you clean? Well, yes. Do you think maybe you like hit the cord or something, and like maybe, you know, broke my laptop? That was not me and uh so either that or the ghost of this house decided to uh smash it one time but you fixed it but it does not um it's never been the same <laughs> from what it was no. but what can you do what can you do but anyway
4: yeah i mean yeah if you could, yeah if you want to get a new laptop we can we can get one
1: i'm i'm thinking about it at this point all oh, i'm i am a just a money machine i'm just spitting out money right now left and right <laughs> just shitting out money (laughs) everywhere and just giving it to everybody but it's so that's what you do at certain points and slave away and just give out money and but uh
2: as long as it's not those girls that you mentioned before in regards to their time (laughs)
1: yeah you might be the money's going for all the wrong reasons (laughs) oh man just wait so how's
4: how's the townhouse were you able to find any renters or are you still
1: lurking? lurking? No, it's the it's off the market. The uh the girl I know, the stretch therapist Rebecca's taken it. And she's moving okay. in August first. The lease has just been printed up. And uh she's getting that signed and returned to me. And uh so she'll be moving in over the course of this month and uh she'll be in for August. Uh signing a year lease and uh that'll be off my hands. And then I could uh put my attention elsewhere, so it's uh yeah, it's a it's a good I again, I wish I never furnished the place. I lost eight to ten grand doing that, but it's you know, it's just money. Who the fuck cares? But it's <laughs> uh you know when you're
4: Well apparently your 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 uh haters do care how much money you make.
1: Oh, they they don't like it. It's that should be just people. Everybody you get hate no matter what you do. No matter what yeah. you choose to do in life, it's, uh, you're going to have people that, that hate and there's people that I, there was this week I did my Instagram live. The marketers were probably shitting their pants cause I, uh, I do my Instagram live to announce the winner. And there was a guy that just wouldn't shut the fuck up and, uh, going away about giving the supplements away for free because nobody would buy them that he doesn't yet. Uh-huh. He, ha- he has zero concept of marketing and. And of actually just doing good things for people, and he uh, and you can't block him while you're doing the actual live, right? And uh, It just you know told him in a nice way to get the fuck out of here. It's just but like people and I had to block him. I found the dumb shit messaged me afterwards so that I was able to block him. So that was uh, that was great. But I was just telling JD and, and Ace I actually hired. Hired out and uh, for the feed me more nutrition page, and the, I just created a conversation with the big guy Instagram. It's at conversation with the big guy for everybody listening, and uh, we're going to be okay. putting out content all the time on that. And I got some help uh, running some of my social media stuff now, which is a huge plus for me and a major just stress relief kind of a uh, getting a team around me of people to. Uh, to handle the things I don't want to handle. So, or not on a Mm full-time basis anyways, but been a good week, a lot going on and whatnot. And it's, uh, got a new giveaway going on for feed me more nutrition. Actually we're doing, uh, this time around, if you click the link in my bio on my Instagram page for everybody listening, we're doing, we're doing $200 cash for this two week giveaway and, uh, three months of shell shock, extreme fat burner. So, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, getting that. That's actually been started. You guys can enter that now if you're listening to this podcast. And uh, our last winner, you guys will appreciate this. We um, we deal with some interesting people in this world. And uh, <clears throat> the winner of our last week's pro the the last contest we did was uh, $250 in store credit at FeedMeMore.com and a Skype call for myself which the Skype call might have been all he was interested in. I don't know. Uh, but he had a one-time uh, coupon code for $250 off at FeedMeMore.com. All this information was relayed to him, and uh, he puts his order in last night. What do you guys think he ordered? I have no idea. I think he would order 250 well,
4: I already,
2: I already know. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, please don't ruin it, J.D. Fuck. <laughs> He's uh, <it's> just... <laughs> Um he ordered a Phoebe More pendant for seven ninety nine. And uh he put his two hundred fifty dollar coupon in so he gets a free pendant. And Wait,
4: uh, so so is that is that only you can only use it for one time?
1: That was the deal yeah, that was what was explained, yeah. And uh he uh chose to just get a pendant and I was um it was for the supplements but uh and i don't know if he didn't understand or if he was just being nice i don't know um but i still got a Skype call him so i guess maybe i will uh i'll understand more after our phone call and uh <laughs> daniel just, just yeah blew, it blew my mind i saw that and i go what It was uh he was
2: paying it forward
1: yeah yeah you know he's yeah very interesting very interesting so we will uh I will get more information on that as the, the days go by, but we got our new giveaway is the, going. Uh,
4: is a new uh, flavor came-
1: They the actually Apple just sent Day me the uh, purchase. No, no, that that has to be created still. They they got the purchase order for that.
4: Oh okay.
1: <clears throat> that one will. I I will. I'll be launching the new flavor. That's going to be coming here probably in the upcoming months. I need to do. Um, we're getting the final revisions on the GTS Go to Sleep Sleep Aid. And, uh, for that, and, uh, they had to make a few adjustments on it and, uh, they're getting me back and getting me, uh, pricing on all that. I'm probably going to get that one out there cause we got the, uh, the pre workouts will be reordered, uh, shortly there after that. So, and, uh, cause I want to get another supplement in the line. The sleep aid is going to be a, a big hit with that. That it's, it's, uh, it works and it works really well. So I'm, I'm excited to get that out. And uh, grow the line, and then, then I'll start putting out the other flavors on the other stuff and whatnot as we get going. So, But it's just uh, going day by day with all this here. What's going That's on cool. with you guys? J.D., you got in yesterday? Yeah, that was
2: quite the adventure, trying to find my fucking car.
1: You were telling me about and, that. Uh... It's, uh, new parking at the Tampa airport is anything but easy.
2: Yeah, and I never actually knew that there was a monorail to the short-term parking. I just always, if I ever parked in that, I would just walk across the the walkway or whatever. I didn't realize that people were so lazy there was a fucking train to go across the street. <laughs> and uh, n- not only a train, but there was like five or six different stops on the monorail, too. So, I mean, <laughs> he- heaven forbid you needed to go an extra 20 feet, there's another stop for you. and. uh so the, they, they built this new economy lot that's massive and they built a bullet train that goes from that to the terminal and I parked there because with the bullet train you don't need a shuttle. So you literally can go from the economy parking to the terminal in like less than a minute and it's less, it's uh, 10 bucks less per day to park there. So I was gone for almost two weeks and I'm like, well, I'll save myself over 100 bucks. And uh, when I got back, I thought that the long-term parking signs that I saw were for where I parked. And it said, you know, here's the, 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 the monorail. And I didn't know the name of the, the bullet train. So I was like, oh, that must be it. And I got on this little rinky-dink Thomas the Tank Engine motherfucking <laughs> monorail thing. And uh, it just stopped like every 20 feet. I was like, why is there so many stops? I don't remember this. And it was going slow. And finally, I got off and I went to level four, section two, which is where my ticket was for. My car's not there, and I noticed the sign was a little bit uh, different. So cup, frustrating, right? Yeah. And uh, long story short, I had to flag down a parking lot attendant, and because at first she's like, "No, there is only one section four level two, so you, it has to be there." And I'm like, "Well, it's not here." And the attendant came up to me, and he says, "Oh no, it's actually the new economy parking. You're not in there right now. We're we're across the street from the terminal." He says, everybody's been having this problem since it was constructed. I personally helped half a dozen people today. He's going to go back to the terminal and catch the bullet train, the train stations by P.F. Chang's, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, despite feeling like a fucking dummy, I did get a compliment from him on my way out. I was going to the elevator, and he said, sir, if I were you, I would go see a doctor tomorrow. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't understand. He says, your arms are swollen.
0: <laughs> which which uh
2: i think i look like shit but fuck at this point i'll take it so needless to say i went from feeling like a dumbass to i was like hey fucking this dude's told my arms are swole so i'll take that it's never a bad thing on the to get a compliment there. like that no especially when I, I i feel like i look like shit but i got on the bullet train and eventually after walking about 37 miles inside that parkade because i got off at the wrong fucking thing i found my car
1: oh thank god what would we have done without you we did uh there's nothing worse traveling though than when you have to a long day of travel and like you can't find your car that's yeah ron
4: don't you park your car at the airport when you travel
1: yeah you yeah doing? always and uh typically I've just always done that and but I usually put it in the uh, long term garage. The parking here's pretty they have the economy a lot and then the long term the parking airport parking's gone up a lot. Um Yeah. Well actually
4: what I do, every, what I do, I actually park over at uh, the Hard Rock and then take a lift over to the airport cuz it's still free parking over at the Hard Rock. You just really Yeah. So I just park there and save a shit ton of money
1: if I'm gone gone for a long time. I never even. uh, That's very interesting, actually.
4: Yeah, they don't even uh, go. You know, you go valet and just have them valet because if something something's stolen or something wrong, then they're they're
1: legally um, responsible for that. No shit. That's yep. Son of a bitch, Asian Joe. This isn't a bad little thing at all. I'm now all, I'm like I'm look I'm literally doing trying to do the math in my head of all the years of paying for the parking and thinking like Jesus. I yeah, would, it's
4: usually like 12 bucks, $18 a day
1: to, uh in the yep. long-term parking garage by the way, so I'm I'm speechless right now. I'm I'm slightly upset. You at can
4: you. save quite a bit by doing that.
1: Yeah. You could save a hell of a lot doing <laughs>
4: you've, that. You you've lived here you lived here for all your life, and you never thought
1: of that? No, I've never. I mean, I've heard of people doing that, but see, here's my thing. That seems like a bit of a pain in the ass to get there, then call a lift and wait for a lift, and then when you get in and then have to get a lift at the airport and then go over there. Now, it's not that hard, no, but I I also just like going right from the garage, right inside, checking my bags, getting in, getting my bags, going right to the garage, and then getting home. But I'm... I'm Money's not an issue, but if you're trying to save money, right? That's, that's where I'm saying I'm like, and I'm always, you know, I got two percent Jew in me, so I, I still think that I, <laughs> at times, I hear that, and I'm like, fuck, that sounds good.
4: Sounds yeah. Good. You could totally
1: use that money for something else.
2: What are you talking about, Ryback? It is about money. Why do you think you're renting
1: rooms? Yeah, you're financially yeah, yeah, Hard doing cameos. God. <laughs> yeah. Which by the way, five stars on cameos, everybody. Cameo dot com slash the big If you want a five star personal video message by the big guy Ryback, I uh I go all out on these things. They are legitimately Have you
4: have you gotten any more interesting uh cameos other than the last time you, <clears throat> you mentioned it in the other podcast?
1: I got a couple just uh roasting a couple guys in in a friendly way, like with little inside jokes that their friends wanted me to say that it, like I didn't know anything that they meant, but it's um It wasn't anything like bad or anything. There was, um, yeah, I won't do anything promoting things because it's, that's, you got to think about it. You're, they're going to, a lot of people want things to put on, to promote for their products. And it's like, Mm -hmm. look, I'm not promoting your product for 25 bucks and I don't know what your product is. And, and you're not going to use that. And, And then that just looks bad. You start promoting, Oh, there's that piece of shit. Ryback promoting his thousand, the, 1,000, 1,034 thing for the month, you know, just whatever it is, and just start promoting hundreds of different things or thousands of things. Like, that's not the road you want to go down. So, I, uh, I just swipe left on those and no thank you. But uh, other than that, not much else is uh, trying to think going on here. I thought I, I did a few notes.
4: Well, they. Um, well, I think I mentioned that uh, they finally rescued all the uh, the the boys from in Thailand when they got stuck in the, in, in the cave. I just saw I that last actually. time. I, I I said I said they were able to get them out, but I think I was wrong. They were still trying to get them out, but I think today they actually finally got all of them out. That's what I saw so too. I that it's, they it's did. Been like,
1: yeah, two over two weeks, right?
4: Yeah, it's been like over two weeks.
1: That's absolutely incredible. Wow. How did they get them out eventually? Because I know the monsoon season was coming.
4: Rainwater. They what? They actually had divers go in the cave and actually had lines to give to the, the kids to breathe through, and had them swing the swim across. I, I think Elon Musk said something. He had he had like some some submarine that can do it, but I don't think they ever used it. I think there were like sixty divers from all over the country that actually kind of helped with the process. So, That's incredible. yeah, I don't know why Elon Musk kind of, like, chimed in. is like, yeah, I got a submarine that, that could help this. And it's like never, never happened, I guess.
1: Yeah, that I didn't hear anything about that. I, I, I'll look and see. I know the they were talking about that, that one of the risks with them swimming because the water was really murky and dirty and – um the the breathing and obviously with the mask and everything with the that just and the, the kids being kids and being malnourished and being weak that and obviously they could have people hold on to them and help them, but that it was risky doing it that way. But it so it turns out they did do it that way and everything worked out all right.
4: Yeah, I think I think they they only did like four at a time or something for each day.
1: So they didn't wanna
4: um stretch stretch out too much because I think they had to refill they had to refill the oxygen tanks. Um, when every time they used it,
1: wait, so they had, they didn't do it all in one day. They took multiple days. No, to use?
4: they did it in multiple days. No shit.
2: Now, what would have felt like a longer wait to you? The initial discovery of the divers finding you or the fact that they would have taken a couple of kids away and then you knew they weren't coming back till at least tomorrow. Cause when I read it, it said that they were making attempts each day but they weren't sure uh how far they could go because it all depended on how much it was raining right so what would have been a longer wait the initial diver finding you or help finding you or the day-to-day going oh, fuck my buddy's just left now i you know i gotta wait Dude, well
4: that, i mean that, if weird. you're if you waited for two weeks what i mean and, and then luckily that your buddies were able to leave You know, at least it gives some hope to you that, you know, there is a chance of surviving this. So I think just, I I don't think for them, I I don't think waiting for a day or two to be saved really, you know, is going to make you more antsy or something like that if if I were them. Um, I think if if they were able to find me and, and know where I'm at, then, you know, that's... That's a, that's a relief from that point.
1: Yeah. Unless you're eating cockroaches, then I if you're not first, I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> Waiting two more days of eating cockroaches while little Mikey gets to go right away cuz he's acting quote-unquote <laughs> malnourished.
4: Yeah, we got to we we'll, you know, we got to get the small kids first and then then we'll bring the big the big guy. Imagine the class. coach
1: the coach goes first. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh no. No, and I this isn't there's nothing funny about this entire situation. But no, it's not. It, it, they're all alright, like, they so survived. it's yeah. Yeah,
4: they're all right. So we
1: can you just coach goes I mean, first, I mean... so just get the fuck out of it. guys. I'm really fucking hungry. God. Yeah. No, that is I I'm curious to hear the story on this, what they were eating down there or what they or how they survived this entire time. Obviously once they found them, they were able to get them stuff, I'd imagine, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, so those kids were probably, they probably, I wonder if they had them, like, the first request is cell phones, please, with internet. Is, uh, they're waiting, and then they, no problem, no problem, we'll stay down here for a while. Take your time. Yeah. God, well, that's good news. But I
4: think I did one, I think one Navy SEAL, like, Thai Navy SEAL actually did die while trying to rescue them. Wait, really? So there, yeah, there is one, I think one diver did actually die.
1: Oh. Um. So it's how did it's how so did he, how did he die? Did they?
4: Um, let me see here, diver.
1: That sucks. Yeah, they said
4: that he did. He got hurt or something. Um, family of British divers, Thai cave. Freddie, let me see. Um, let's say. Um, see who died. Tide diver dies amid cave rescues of trap soccer team. Let's see. I think he was a Thai Navy SEAL. Let's see. Uh, Hmm. Trying to find it. Oh, yeah, he died on oxygen supply. So he ran out of oxygen.
1: Oh. Oh. So that's,
0: that's
1: the worst. No, that yeah. I man. That's um Yeah. Um, away, petty he, officers.
4: He, yeah, uh Sam uh Gunan uh, lost Kosins on his way out of the cave complex. There have been delivering tanks, uh where they have been living air tanks. Uh, the boy boys trapped for nearly two weeks in a uh, chamber. Uh, in the cave, they ventured in while, while the cave was dry, but caught out of the sudden deluge of rain, which flooded the system. Um see. A team of Thai and international divers have since supplied them with food, oxygen, and medical attention. But there are more, uh, mounting concerns about the oxygen levels in the chamber, which officially said uh, said had fallen to 15%. With the usual level is 21%. Um, Let's see the may have little choice. To maybe thought, yeah. So, what I was his the, name? Uh, um, Petty Officer uh, S- uh, Salman Gunan.
1: Man, I, I, I think he was
4: in the Thai Thai Navy. Yeah, he no. was a former di- Thai Navy do- uh, diver. Man,
1: that's uh so. Well, positive thoughts and everything yeah. for his family and friends that's what well, i mean yeah, for that sure. if that is uh the the true definition of a hero right there somebody putting their life on the line to help other people and um giving their life to make sure others can live so there's mm-hmm. um there's no better way to go if you're gonna go as far as from yeah. the, the so and the, uh, i'm true yeah he
4: was actually yeah sorry. he was actually delivering the canisters the oxygen canisters to the cave, so to, so the kids can breathe. Yeah. So he a, wasn't. Wow. He yeah. wasn't.
1: You know. He. I mean, he wasn't trying to get the boys. He was
4: giving them oxygen so they could breathe.
1: Yeah. No, that's so fucking crazy how life works. Why? Uh, there's just some things we'll never understand. Yeah. That like you know what I think I, I don't get. it. I'm trying
4: it. to remember. I'm trying to remember. I think. I think I did walk in that cave before because i think my, my really? mom when i went to thailand we actually toured um like the northern i think the northwest of, of thailand and i think is could be one of those caves that i actually walked into and it's pretty scary um
1: oh i'll never go you know, into a cave. Long... yeah I, I i have no interest to do any of that that's beyond you're a better man than me joe <laughs> or stupider man, I don't know. That is... Oof. You've Wait, laid, are you
2: saying ca- caves in general or are you talking caves where they could flood?
1: Just any of it. I don't I don't need to go into that that habitat, JD. The, you know, so on land... We, are under. We add, under are,
2: are we adding this to the list with... Yeah, the, water.
4: Oats?
1: water. Yeah, oh, the ocean water. So, o- ocean so, water specifically.
4: so no, no cockroaches for Ryback, no caves for Ryback. Is there any... Anything that... you're not gonna catch to me, you're not to. gonna
1: catch me on a ship in the water in the middle of the ocean, like a no cruise ship, no cruise ship, fuck that. None of
4: it, none of it just go like resting mats on a boat,
1: no, not none of it, not happening. I don't even know if there's a, a, a good amount of money that could, like, no, I unless I have my own personal boat on the boat for when shit goes wrong that I could fucking my, just hop in my own boat. Um, I, can,
4: I can see... Driving I can see away. <laughs> ship sinking. I can see the ship sinking. Only room for kicking, one.
1: No. Uh, kicking,
4: kicking people out of the way. It's like, God, I'm going to go to my boat.
1: I have a machine gun hooked up to the back of it as well the uh, to shoot the sharks as they're coming after me. God. So I,
2: what? what's your reaction when you're on the plane and they talk about a water landing.
1: No, that's my number. I told you. I, the worst way to... I, so, here's how my mind works. That if you want to see, the absolute worst way to die, and I shouldn't even talk about this, the for me, is being in a fucking plane crash because of the tear going down. Like, you know, like, the, the odds are surviving. People have survived. But it's it's very rare. But crashing into the ocean and fucking surviving and then holding on to a piece of scrap metal as you see all the sharks then circling you and you're still you have that the fear of dying you survive then you're filled with joy as you're in the middle of the ocean in the night in the freezing cold water but you're so fucking happy because you think you're gonna fucking make it and then you get eaten by sharks that is the worst way to fucking die Add on top of it or you fucking crash into the fucking water you somehow catch on fire and your skin is burning, but the water puts it out, and then you're eaten by sharks. That has all the fucking fears in one. Worst way to well, I mean, fucking can go.
2: You, can you blame them at that point? Now you're talking about barbecued humans. Yeah.
1: No, no shit. I won't blame them one bit, but I'm for me, I'm fucking... In, every element of fear is just being lived out. Fucking surviving and fucking then just dead. Dying in multiple stages on the way down. That Are you happy, Joe? You got that out of me, huh? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Luckily, I have no flights <laughs> coming up here, so god damn. Here's a, <laughs> just, whew, that felt good. To get, I'm not going to lie. That felt good to get out. I feel I feel oh, like yeah. I just had a little moment right See? there. Yeah. This was therapy for me. <laughs> Ryback dies a in a plane crash in the ocean in three weeks.
2: Just, <laughs> no, no, no. Here his, you go. Survival tip. You, if you poke the shark in the eye.
1: And you grit your teeth. Right. Yeah. Oh, I've read books poke, on this. Don't poke, worry.
2: Poke him in the eye. Meat
1: hook, and then just fucking <laughs> go the other way. Uh, I no, I did read a book where uh, they talk about with the with, with sharks that if you you cannot show fear, you have to strike them in the nose, and you have to. I'm doing it for the YouTube show. You got to show your teeth, ah! Ah! Like, and you got to. You have to strike fear into those fucking just beasts. <laughs> And, uh... The shark is not... It's not a bear. Yeah, yeah. It's a bear of the ocean, Asian Joe. (laughs) Okay. God damn. It's, uh... I hate this because I'm thinking about it. I don't like to... This is why I don't like to fly. Is when I don't like... I'm usually at relief when I know I'm flying in the United States. I'm relieved when I know I'm not flying over water. Going to Australia, India, Hawaii, Japan, England, anything going over water. I fuck me. It's... I, I I tap the goddamn fucking airplane screen and you see there's just nothing but water behind you and in front of you and you're like there's nothing if anything goes wrong we're going down in the water right now I can't tell you how many times I've fucking had to see that. <laughs> oh God, this is. Know, we
2: should we, we should have a segment every week just kick it off just group therapy we can talk about our fears and our phobias.
1: Yeah, I feel. Get I'm, it all.
2: Get it all out.
1: I, I have no problem, share. There's not a lot like human-wise. I don't fear people or things like. But but other elements like that, absolutely. And I, it's not like it's not like it controls me, and I'm not. I just don't feel. If you, I feel like everybody. If you ask them what's the worst way you could die, I feel like most people would have an answer. That's my answer. You know, it's. And it, it, there's multiple things that there's multiple horrible ways to die. But to me, that is as uh, as bad as it gets. And it's a very so random
2: qu- Random question. When uh, you remember Earthquake, right? Yes. The wrestler?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Did he scare you as a kid when he went to WCW and he was like the shark man?
1: No, but I will say when he sat. I did remember being a kid and watched on the I don't remember what the show was. It was that I don't know if it was a Saturday night show where he sat on Hulk Hogan. And uh, I remember being terrified as a kid over that. If that uh, it was on one of the talk shows for one of the WWF talk shows and like earthquake attacked Hogan sat on him. And I just remember thinking, I was always scared of the really fat guy. And, you know, this might actually, diving into this, JD, brother, that this might be a fucking thing of why I'm so goddamn in shape. I was scared of fat people as a kid. Really? Yeah, Yokozuna, Mabel, I fucking felt, I felt terror for the wrestlers in the ring with these guys because I felt like they looked like they could fall over on them at any point and it would really hurt them. And I always was just like, that's, Maybe that's why, deep down in my subconscious mind, why I'm so fucking jacked. I don't know.
2: You know, when Earthquake <sighs> sat on uh, Jake's snake, and and then they said he, the snake died, I was just like, no, he fucking, like that poor snake, he squashed I'm him, okay with it that. See,
1: that's where you're using a, a, like tear on tear, and yeah, snake's another thing we can dive into another week on The Big Guy.
2: Well, I mean, no, I mean, listen, I'm all for saying fuck snakes, but as a kid, I had empathy because it was an animal.
1: I didn't know any fucking better at that point. I, I believe it or not, loved snakes as a kid. I remember being back east in my mom's uh, grandparents' house, and they live in uh, Whitehall, New York. And uh, they had all this land, which they still own the house, and um, which I would like to own eventually and fix that place up in Whitehall and. is part of my property little deal, but that's a whole other conversation. But there used to be all these garden snakes out there and me, little, little Ryan would go out there and I would catch the snakes and put them in jars. I had no fear for the longest time of anything like that. And then I don't know what happened, but I eventually became terrified of snakes. And then i I dealt with it at the mall. They had an anaconda at the mall. And I just, one day as a kid, I said, I got to, I went over and I was able to pet the anaconda. And I was, I was completely okay. And I, but like snakes in general, like if if I saw a snake, I'm not going to like scream like a girl or anything of that nature. I, but I don't like them. Like I, I, to me, they need to be killed even though they are living and I don't believe in killing things like that. But it's for fuck's sake, anything that can kill your dogs or, you know. Fucking hurt you? I don't know. It's one of those. It's, that's the law of the jungle, where I the the, the the primate in me just wants to fucking kill. But I, you know, I don't know. Snakes are another another thing. Rattlesnakes out here in Vegas, the fucking desert. You got to be careful. You I know? actually
4: found I found a couple scorpions in one of my friend's house. Whoa. So that was uh, that was pretty. No, so, I mean it wasn't for me. Like bugs doesn't really affect me. But, like, just, like, because they have a little shih tzu running around, so I was like, all right, I got to kill this scorpion right here. But, yeah. Um,
1: oh, those things are in Vegas. They're actually out in Henderson and out east, east Vegas. Yeah. They are yeah. a major problem. Um, I luckily have not experienced them uh, in my time being here. I always spray, though, around the house and, you know, every other month and, and spray really good and, um Obviously, in, in the housing developments out here, I don't know. I, it's weird how they could be in one part of the valley but not everywhere. Because I've, I remember Apoc of the um, the Ascension. He uh, he was saying when he was out here with his apartments, him and his wife, they had a bad, real bad scorpion problem. And I'm just thinking, man, if I encountered that, like if I had a problem with scorpions, I think I would move. I like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't deal. Like I I would have the house. Obviously, have 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 a, um, the people come out. What what are they the,
4: the exterminators?
1: Yeah, and and have them do their their thing. But if I if it was a continuous problem, I because those things can hurt your dogs and everything too. You know, can kill them. Kill them. Uh, well, this is really taking Sunderland, a sour damper. Wait, what? In in Sunderland, they have odys. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, in Summerland,
4: and they would. Yeah, they can easily jump over walls, and you know, like up in the mountains near near Red Rock and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And
4: so the you know because they're developing new houses out there, and then I hear stories where coyotes would get, you know, little dogs that you know are in the backyard and stuff like that.
1: Uh, you know, Miz actually had a dog in California, or I believe it was in California, and it got loose. And they think it got killed by coyotes. I remember that was, I remember when he, he was at TV and he told me that. And I was in shock that he was at TV. And like, uh-huh. he, he wasn't selling it. Like, I was like, I would be destroyed if that, you know, that, and I was like, I was just like, wait, well, I, why aren't you looking for the dog? Like, why aren't you, like, I would have called into work and. And not saying that he's wrong for Lee. I think he knew that there was no, it was a small dog. and it was, But it just, fuck, stuff like that, man. I don't even want to think about that. That's, that's too much. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, think,
4: it's, it's, it's a scary word out there. That's for sure.
1: All right. I think, put me on a real sour note, Asian Joe and JD. We're going <laughs> to take one more break. We're going to come back, do some tips of the week, and then dive into our main topic for the week which it's going to be talking about Asian Joe, social media and using it in a good way. Um, Not necessarily a negative conversation on it because there's a lot of benefits to social media. Sure. But kind of just trying to keep a positive conversation about the good of social media and what we could do and maybe help some people out there that are, you know, maybe part of the problem and and, and hopefully getting through to one or two of them or a hundred of them, who knows, and and, uh, going from there with that. So stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back after these messages.
0: I am the Ultimate Ryback, and I'm here to tell you about Feed Me More Nutrition. It is the ultimate premium in sports nutrition. Wake up, unlimited energy. I take it God stop and I am all the unlimited energy from the gods above my blood. My, my skin, the energy is pouring through my system the big guy, all natural testosterone booster will be giving you erections to the heavens. and if you need propane propane builds muscles upon muscles, my I. So hungry, premium, grass-fed, prebiotic, and hand whey protein. Isolate is what you need. Fat burn body fat with shell shock. Extreme fat burner, the most powerful fat burner on the market today. We <laughs> need more nutrition. Say 10% with Podcast 10, available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon.
1: We are back. It's now that time. We got our tips of the week this week.
0: Tips of the week, yay.
1: And uh, my book of the week here, this was a great book. Um, I highly recommend this one. I always just share with you guys what I'm reading uh, for the week. And uh, this one was called Giftology by John Rulin. And uh, essentially on the power of giving. But it's more almost from a business standpoint. And using gifts for your customers and your consumer. As a way to say thank you. And I'm trying to incorporate uh, some of this now. With my Feed Me More Nutrition free supplement giveaways. And, and giving um, discounts to our people that are interested in the products. And, and following me. And, and whatnot and um giving, just giving more and feeling good about doing it and uh it's a cool thing. And this book is I think it's a good book for everyone. I always recommend The Magic by the Secret. Um great book on, on the introduction of being thankful. Giftology, um, for entrepreneurs out there and people um just looking uh, you gotta be grateful. You just gotta. It's uh it's uh, it really is a powerful thing when you could um not compare yourself or, or, or stress over wanting more, 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 more. And you could just, you know what? I'm fucking lucky. I'm, I'm, this is fucking amazing. I'm very thankful. And uh, for, for simple fucking things and uh, not getting caught up in all this social media craze and everybody, these pretenders and everybody just it, 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 it going down a horrible path on some of this stuff. So be grateful. Giftology, great book. Quote of the week by Eleanor Roosevelt. It is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And uh, quotes are just quotes. You can read all the goddamn quotes in the world and, and not do anything. But uh, they could also give you inspiration and a little bit of guidance. And uh, it's all dependent on, on how you view them. And it's uh, just because it's a quote doesn't mean it's right or wrong. But if it can give you a little uh, motivation or a little meaning to life, then uh, it's done its job. Nutrition tip of the week: I now got a uh, JD. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's called Recarb. It's a micronized uh, non-carbohydrate, uh, not, not non-carb, non, uh, non-flavor. Sorry, carbohydrate powder. It's just straight carbs. One gram of sugar per two scoop. Sixty grams of carbs <clears throat> per serving. And uh, one gram of sugar, zero grams of fat. And it is, uh, I've been, I mixed today, I mixed three scoops with my uh, BCAAs for my intro workout to, uh, because I was looking for a weight gainer while I'm doing these carbs, because I I feel a million times better now doing carbohydrates on the intermittent fasting. And, uh, but a lot of the weight gainers are just absolute garbage out there. And uh, too many, too much fats, just way, like the carb content, is it sugars or through the roof you're going to get fat on that shit unless you're a true ectomorph ectomorph which is still you don't need all that sugar so it's uh recarb it's called and r e c a r b and um it's micronized carbohydrates it's uh they're high glycemic um malt maltodextrin i believe uh carbohydrates so um i take them during my workout just to get some extra carbs during the day um Help me with my nutrition. So if you're if you're on the carbs and doing the fasting or looking for something to give you energy during your MMA training or during a high activity um, endurance type trainings, look at Recarb. It, it is amazing stuff. I would recommend mixing it with a BCAA or something, and um, because there is no flavor to this, it's just powder. So and there's quite a bit of it when you if you start doing multiple scoops past two. Workout tip of the week. Be cautious of workout videos online, guys. People make these uh, for money oftentimes. Find trusted, well-respected uh, experts and stick to them. Uh, there's <clears throat> we, li- we live in a great time. There's all this content out there. And another unfortunate problem is there's all this content out there. And now we have to filter through the bullshit. Everybody's looking to make a quick buck. Putting videos out. You got, anybody can put videos out and and whatnot, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there's, you got to be careful. Just because somebody puts a video, a workout video on YouTube, doesn't mean that they know what they're talking about. And what I mean by that is there's videos I've seen of people saying certain exercises are bad for you. And and if you do your research and look at it, you'll see that, that it's, They watched one video and they're just regurgitating information from somebody else. But there's a hundred other articles of different things showing, no, it's a completely safe, beneficial exercise. And there's a lot of information out there. Just filter through. Find people you know you can trust and stick to that. Overconsumption can be a bad thing when you got all these different people. You just find one or two, three people you fucking trust and respect and leave it at that. And that's my tips of the week this week.
4: Or watch the Scott Steiner's uh, workout tips or workout videos? Oh, dude, I,
1: I'm a huge Scott Steiner fan. I, Big Papa Pump's workout video. Every fucking weightlifter should have that in their house. It's so, I, so. I think I might order that when it's done just to have it on my DVD file. <laughs> Hell of a... No, he's... Uh, man, he, he was... Did I ever tell you my first AOL screen name? no what were yours first before i fucking embarrass myself
4: oh mine was this um shoot god i can't remember
1: i think everybody remembers their first aol screen number
4: number 34 was my my favorite number but i forgot i think it was my last name and 34 i think that was it was simple as that really that that was wow it was boring it was boring
2: jd what
1: about you what was your first aol screen name
2: Actually, we didn't use AOL in Canada as much. We used, um, I think it was called MSN Messenger.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, oh. I remember that.
2: But but uh, so the, for that was just like your email address. You didn't have a a screen name. But I remember seeing AOL chats and stuff like that. But to be honest with you, back at, in those days, I wasn't even sure
1: what you you did with them. <laughs> I was like, so you just go in a room and talk to fucking people you don't know yeah that was it was an entire yeah. i got we could go on we can skip our topic tonight i got some stories on all that back from with <laughs> the big guy which would probably be ASL. way more entertaining remember
4: the the, the letters asl
1: <clears throat> i almost think that we A- should actually location. just talk about this for this show because uh, it's gonna be so so hold the pre- on look. the precursor to social media this could yeah. be the conversation really quick and in any funny stories we have because uh no um my screen name, my first one was Big Papa Superstar eight nine one oh seven, my my zip code, because I was a big uh Big Papa pump fan. And uh that was when AOL I was uh I think it was it was Big Papa Superstar. Um I believe. That was my screen name. It's embarrassing, but it's what it was, J D. <laughs> Did it work? Met a few uh a few hoochies on there. uh the um no i legitimately it was uh i did and uh yeah it was god i'm having memories looking back at all this right now of all of it but that's about it i think we should just jump to the main event the topic tonight that we're going to talk about because i don't really want to divulge any more information on this Okay, awkward silence on the show by all parties. As we move on, our main event tonight—we're talking <laughs> about—we're going to talk about social media and and using it for good, not bad. Um, I think I, I I have and see this on a daily basis with people, and, and this isn't to, to to bash people or anything of that nature. But I think we really, 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 as people, as humans, have to—we don't understand this stuff fully yet. We know it's addictive as fuck. We know, um, we, know we like it. I was riding, driving uh, down the road the other day. And this caught my attention. And I'm sure there's others listening to this. You guys yourselves may have seen this. There was a boy riding a bike down the road. And um, I'm in my truck and I'm at a stop sign. I'm watching this boy ride his bike. And uh, from a distance I could see that he's looking down. He's not looking up. And I go, what's he doing? And uh, there was no cars behind me or anything. So I just sat there and watched. Rode his bike across a road. A four-way stop where cars are regularly at. Did not look up once. On his phone the entire time. Comes past me. Stops his bike. Which he was riding beyond slow. He wasn't riding at normal because he was looking down. And just stops. And is just. On his phone. Now, what is he doing? I don't know. Could it have been an important text or absolutely? It could, it, 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 I don't know. All I know is Red tube. Yeah. No, no, it could, it could have been anything. It could have been, he could have been reading a book for all, for whatever. But that just, the fact that how distracting this stuff is from taking our attention away from what we're actually doing at the time is a very scary thing to me. Because it hasn't even, we haven't even begun with this technology and where it's going. And and there's so many more things they could do to make this stuff even more addicting in which they are, when you're dealing with companies making money, they will do anything possible to keep that money coming in at at all time highs. And it's, Mm -hmm. I think as humans and, and just being responsible and we have to try to Control our our behavior and our and how much we consume this stuff and because and and I know people that don't have any they they don't keep social media on their phone like I love it when I meet a girl and she doesn't have an Instagram I think that is to me that's like possible girlfriend material because you don't have to worry about somebody being so fucking caught up in this act of wanting to be famous or this all this bullshit and this just negativity and it, it's I don't know. And I don't know what to feel about it. Like I, 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 it has its positives. It has its negatives. And you know, there's guys like Gary Vaynerchuk that praise it's, you know, all day, praise it all day long, which he obviously is heavily invested in social media and has a lot of what he has because of social media. So of course, Gary wants everybody using it, right? Honest truth on it. But it does have its benefits to things. And if you do hustle on it, which Gary has a team around him, also. And stuff, So he doesn't always have to be the one doing it 24 hours a day <clears throat> because he's worked and got to that point. And that's a great thing. And, and that's like me, like I said, hiring people to do that and stuff for me because I think overconsumption of it is, is very negative effects on your life. And I was curious what you guys thought on everything with it and, and just what it's doing to people and, and what can we do to make this better? What do we have to do? Because it's... Uh, do you take it off your phones? Do you, do you, do you not use it? Do you only download it to use it selectively? Like what's the correct way this stuff? Cause it's, it's so fucking addicting and I feel like it's making things so much worse for a lot of people. But, and again, it's great at times and it's fun and it has its benefits and it, 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 it's positives and there, no doubt, but it, it's, it definitely does have negatives and I think they need to be addressed. And Right. And I mean, one the one. negative
4: parts is like that's why they created laws for having, you know, when you're driving, you can't be distracted. And so there's, you know, don't tax and drive. And they, they created that. And even though people still do, but at least you going to some kind of there's going to be repercussions. If caught. Yeah, the re, you know, the, yeah, the the repercussions, you know, you know, there's stories where, you know, there's ads out there saying that you know on my way and dot 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 because someone got killed yeah. by
1: by texting with um do we have the numbers on like, how many deaths there are cell phone deaths uh, asian joe um i know okay, you're not here as my tech up. guy right now i'm sorry to interrupt you but <laughs> i am see. curious on that actually and if they've gone up over So the cell years. phone
4: death uh what regards of last year or this year or
1: yeah let's go with the what pull up the last 3 years or how, what's the trend what's uh or just Let's start somewhere and okay. see. I'm curious.
4: All right. Let's see. Um, this is on the uh, .org. Um So it said highway fatalities were 37,461 lives were lost on the U.S. roads in 2016, which is an increase of 5.6% from 2015 data. Uh, distracted driving, 10% of fatal crashes and 15 of injury crashes in 2015 were distracted, uh, distraction affected. So take 10% out of, let's say, let's say 40, 40,000. So that's probably 4,000 people right there. Got it. Got distracted people, you know, driving. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, in 2015, there were 3,400 people killed, and an estimate of additional 30, 391,000 injured in, uh, in crashes involving distracted drivers from the National Highway, uh, trans- uh, NHTSA, I think.
1: What I is, is what there any comparison is. between that for 2017 for cell phone crashes and, and drunk driving? Um let's see cell phone versus just curious is that this says D E
4: D- I Okay D um drunk driving and distracted driving, which is more dangerous. Um this is from uh insurance inc. Let's see, drunk driving, it's issue. Okay, casualties. So th- right now they're giving me 2015 data.
1: Okay, even I'm...
4: though it's a 2000, it's a 2017 article. I think I think you know, obviously they need to do more research. Maybe that's the reason why they're only giving out 2015 or something. Um, so based on drunk driving, there's about 10,000 deaths in 2015 and then 290 injuries in 2015. Distracted driving is 3,400, uh, what I mentioned before, and then 391 injuries. So it seems like you get injured more from distracted driving. But, I mean, even the distracted driving could be a lot of reasons.
1: You yeah, know, it does not. Adjusting it just radio,
4: yeah. you know, on the Eating phone, or, yeah. you know, talking to a friend. So, you know, it's not exactly text messaging per se, but um, – Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it is still pretty high number and I'm pretty sure that number is going to go up because more people are driving, um, more cars and stuff like that. So, um, but I mean, that's reason why they're making laws, you know, try to, you know, now, you know, the Apple is, you know, putting in, um, if, 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 if the cell phone knows that it's moving, then it will it will not take calls or it will ne- not take th- text messages. Um, really? Because uh, yeah, uh, in your cell phone on on Apple's, there is uh, if you go into settings, you can turn on. I
1: I'm, think.
0: I'm looking um, at this right now.
4: Yeah, motion, because it, it it detects. So that means it automatically sends the person that's texting you saying that I'm driving, I cannot talk to you. No, do not disturb. That's what it is. Um, Where is this at on so the settings? A, let's see. If you go to settings, let's see. In Apple or the iPhone. Um, what a great settings, thing. Um, let's see. Do not disturb. Yeah, here we go. So if you open the settings app, choose general, scroll down to restrictions, and tap it. So then you, in, then you enter the restriction passcode on the device if you have one. Then you scroll down to Allow Changes section and choose Do Not Disturb uh, While Driving. And then select Do Not Allow Changes.
1: All right. So hold on. I'm on the settings here. What's the first thing you click on?
4: Uh, go to go to General.
1: General. Got it. And then Restrictions.
4: Okay. Then Restrictions.
1: All. And
0: All right.
4: Then, and then, the, then it says tap on Do Not Disturb.
1: Tap on do not disturb. Do not disturb while driving. Right. Okay. So that- I,
2: actually, I actually just found a statistic. Um, it's saying texting and driving. But you know that that can be passed off as social media and driving. Uh, every year, this is icebike.org. 421,000 people are involved in car crashes with 300 over 333,000 of that 421,000 are the direct cause of people being on their phones, which means mm-hmm. 78% of all distracted drivers are because they're on their phones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Son of a bitch. That's, no. It's... Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> no, it's, excuse me. It's um, it don't see it getting any better with the way and it, it, this stuff is addicting it's hard you know it, it's really it's really uh it's a problem I think we 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 don't have necessarily fixes for it right off the bat this is a great thing right here I think for controlling the impulses that we have with these devices I think show this I think this is very valuable I I knew nothing about this I'm now so yeah, allowed Allow changes is the final thing, and now so while I'm driving, my phone will not operate while I'm moving. Essentially, I won't be able to respond or anything or what.
4: Yeah, it, it'll. You can say you can send an auto auto reply saying that it'll send if it's someone's texting you, it automatically sends a text message to that person that hey, I'm driving, I can't talk right now. Yeah. So it let it lets that person know that you're actually driving. So so that way you won't get distracted.
1: What a, that's a great. For nothing else, that right there. I'm, uh, I think mm-hmm. that's a very good thing.
4: Yeah. Um, Thank you. But, I that's... mean, as far as, like, the positive of, of social media, um, I think, I, I'm trying to remember when Twitter kind of started. I think they started in 2007, or actually maybe a little bit earlier than that, 2006. So when I was working for an IT company, I was, you know, always go on the news and see what's going on. There was, uh, I, I think, a guy in Israel, uh, he had Twitter, and uh, he was kidnapped. And then, but the only way he could communicate was through Twitter, which I don't know how he, he was able to. Maybe um, he had a cell phone with him. And then, you know, like, at the time, Twitter, um, the reason why Twitter was 140 characters was because of the SMS, which is the text messaging, was limited to 100, 140 characters. Yeah. So I think he was able to send cryptic messages on Twitter, and then someone—I guess one of his friends the authorities—and um, they were able to find they were able to find him based on his messages that he was he was tweeting out. So that's when I joined Twitter to see what was going on, and so that's how I was able to—that's how I started in Twitter because it was it was pretty interesting, and then seeing. You know how Twitter evolved because you know I started I think I I joined Twitter in 2008 or 2009 yeah so um so just seeing how Twitter evolved now into a now big media you know now they added before it didn't have really photos it's just nothing but text messages so then they added video they added you know you know obviously when they tried buying so then they added more more stuff to it that was caused people to be more addicted to it whereas instead of being you know more of a text messaging service for the world it became more of a photo and and media sensor, which i think that's part of the distraction is because we are you know visual people and so we get yeah. distracted by looking at visual stuff absolutely uh versus versus reading something and even even that though it's with limited characters now they were able to i think they expanded more to i think 240 characters but at the time you, you know you were just reading you know and um so it, just seeing seeing how social media evolves. I mean, there is positive out there. You know, there's, there's people who are fitness people, you know, giving tips out. Um, people are giving inspiration, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I follow, you know, Neil Tyson-Negrasi. Um, you know, he puts out interesting, fun facts about the world we live in. So, I mean, there is... Inspirational people out there—it's just you know people just choose to pick the wrong person.
1: Yeah,
4: that's yeah,
1: absolutely. I think choosing who you follow wisely can really help, and not getting caught up, straying too much on there. That's very good advice. I feel for people in finding the people you can trust that you get Mm -hmm. inspiration from that make you feel good, and in keeping it to that because. You have access to great people on there, and whatnot. But you mm-hmm. also have access to bad people, and you got it. It's like life. Uh, That's true. You want to surround yourself with good people. You are who you are. You, so you I mean, it's with.
4: it's you based you, you based on what,
1: how you want to live your life in a way.
4: You know, if you want to yeah. find, if you want to follow in people, yes. If you want to, I mean, if you want to be a troll and 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 make bad comments, then you know. People are going to come after you because you're saying stuff that no one's going to agree on. Instead of
1: you yeah, know. that's what really bothers me with people that have that mindset is because it's we're so much better than that. And obviously, and there's a lot of people out there that have fucked up lives, and <clears throat> and, and and there's a lot of great successful people that come from really really fucked up backgrounds and, and childhoods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they they turned out all right. And I think and there's a portion of them that will turn it around. There's a lot of them that won't, though, unfortunately. And it's, that's just, there's a right way to use social media in a wrong way. We don't necessarily have rules yet, but it's one of those things I'm like, that when you, I just, when I see people that are using it for negativity and and conducting themselves in a way they would not conduct themselves in real life, it's just like, come on, you have to know this is instinctually not right. But they're they're mentally, Mm You're playing with different wavelengths on all this with people. So it's uh, it's an unfortunate thing. <clears throat> these <clears> people kids, growing up with
2: social yeah. media, you know, you're talking about they don't talk this way in real life. That's what they're missing is real life. And, you know, I'm 35. You're 35 or 36. I feel like our generation was the last generation more or less, give or take a couple of years, to actually – Have learned how to talk and interact with people yeah any you know they say Millennials or anybody born after what is it 1980 1989 88 or something like that I feel like if you didn't grow up with a cell phone and a computer you're not a millennial
1: yeah because without a cell phone
2: and a computer we had to play outside We had to make friends with people in the neighborhood or at school. If we wanted to talk to somebody, we had to pick up the phone and call them. Or we had to go on our fucking bikes and meet them. (laughs) Um, Or, or, you know, you go just go meet them at the playground or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, real shit.
2: We had had so much human interaction that you got a firsthand uh, experience in dealing with all different types of personalities. And now... People online, you know, you'll see it where somebody will say something sarcastic and nobody knows how to take it because you can't read a tone online or somebody will say <clears> something <throat> and it's not offensive, but people get offended by it because they don't know that personality type. And yeah. it's it literally because through text messages, through DMs, through comments, you cannot get to know people properly therefore you don't know who they are and you don't necessarily understand where they're coming from so trolls i feel like some of these people who where all they do is, is troll people is they don't have any experience dealing with people in the real world like they might go to school and they might go to their job but they're sitting on their fucking phone the whole time yeah they're not actually being in the moment with the people around them or it's very minimal because they're too distracted by their phones and they can say all these things without consequences. And then you have the other group of people who, you know, I feel like contribute to a lot of negativity on social media or all these people who, and it may be a side effect of the same thing, the lack of human interaction. I feel like there's a lot of people who have very low or no self esteems. Yeah. And no, I agree they, with that. you know, because there are studies that show when somebody likes your, your picture or your comment or your fucking status and you get all this feedback, you get these dopamine hits yeah. that are not too far off from, you know, a hit of a drug yeah. that gives you this, this rush. Right. And these people, instead of, working on themselves and focusing on themselves as human beings and embracing who they are, they either assume this identity online or they try to portray something that they're not online because the internet is very much fantasy land. And they will put pictures up with fucking filters and Photoshop and everything to get those hits and those likes. But all they're doing is feeding their ego. They're not actually... Uh, nourishing their self-esteem and their happiness is, is is phony and as soon as they're not getting the hits or the, the responses they like, you know, they're the first ones to lash out and become a hater. Oh, this bitch this or this dude yeah. that or, th- you know, no and it's just a never-ending that. cycle. Yeah.
1: It's weird. I don't, I remember a funny story of the girl at the gym that, uh, oh, I'm friends with at the LVAC here in Vegas. And it was before just followed each other. You like post and whatnot. And, you know, we'd had conversation and nothing, just all friendly and nothing. And, uh, of that nature. And I remember, I'll never forget one time walking at the gym. Uh, and we talked for quite a bit and, and you thought like, you know, Oh, if I see her at the gym, you know, we can have a pleasant conversation And I'll never forget, I saw her walking literally face to face. She looks up and looks down instantly and can't even look at me as she's walking by. I go, hey. And she like got really (laughs) nervous and like, hey, and just like kept going. She couldn't interact in person. And I remember we talked after that and I said, uh, oh, um, did I bother you? And she goes, no, we're social media friends, and I, oh. I go, yeah, you, you could say hi in person too, and but she had no, she's like one of those quote unquote millennials, she has no actual human interaction skills, and you could see it like it's, and I was, uh, we've talked since then, and everything's fine, and I've since seen her, and she's been all right, but like. Her initial thing was she couldn't even lay. Like, it it was just blew blew my mind. That was a that you can't interact in, in, in but you get so caught up in this fantasy world and it it it's weird, man. I, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's great. Gary, you hear Gary Vaynerchuk all the time. This is the greatest period of our lives, right? <clears throat> yes and no. There is there is a lot of great with it, and and whatnot. But it, and is with anything great when it is addicting it can have repercussions. And I think that's where you got to sit back and you got to learn control and you got to balance. It all comes down to having balance, I think, and striving to, yeah, you use social media. It's great. But having those real human interactions still and holding yourself accountable and, and developing real life skills, because those, those are truly the important things. And in in life and, and carrying on and having a successful life in whatever you choose to do, you're going to have to be able to interact with human beings. And, and that's where you see the kids and getting caught up in this and parents giving their kids tablets and iPhones right from the fucking out of the womb now. And it's like, what are we doing? Technology is great. We got to evolve. We move on. Things change understood, but there's uh this stuff is so new and so, there's so much not understood long-term about it and whatnot, so I'm I'm just fascinated by this entire thing and where we're going. Well,
2: look at, look at our topic last week, the importance of hobbies, right? And we were talking in the context of careers and passion and all that stuff and being yeah. laser-focused, but I feel like one of the biggest problems with social media is that everybody's bored. They don't have hobbies. No. They don't have extracurricular activities. There's less people playing sports. There's less people... Going to the park and playing. There's less people riding their bikes now, and because they can just sit on their phones for and hours watch on end. everybody else with,
1: living their lives and
2: watch, Well, there's that, or they're playing games, yeah. or they're messaging, or they're, they're you know. And it's great to have access to all that at your fingertips, but not you know, when it's
1: that addicting, though. That's the thing. It's so addicting. It is.
2: It's yes. It's yeah. easy access, and I mean, people. <clears throat> some people, some people are still. Being creative, you know, we have engineers and and other people who are pushing yep, absolutely. society ahead. But we have, I think, overall less people being creative because they don't have to. Like, remember when you were a kid, and okay, you went to school Monday through Friday, Saturday. Now, what are you going to do? You have nothing to do, right? Are you going to ride your bike? Are you going to play baseball? Are you going to throw the yeah. football? Are you going to go to the park? All. Of what it. are you going to do? You can't just sit on the phone. You know, if you wanted to play with your buddies you had to pick up the phone and and call them and say hey man meet me at the fucking Seven Eleven, and we'll get some five cent candies and we'll fucking go kick some ass at the monkey bars like whatever and i think people are bored now and they just are trying to fill that with something that easy access is very and it's and it's addicting too so it's people just need to add other dimensions to their lives. They can have their Facebook page. They can go on Twitter. They can do all that stuff, but just get out there in the world and do other shit.
1: I think that's great, great advice. And I was going to say my, I had a few points here just for people, kids, teenagers, adults listening, um, to kind of help that I've used in the past and at different times, deleting social media off your phone only using it because it's harder to uh, download it and log back in. And, you know, maybe you use it for an hour a day or, or whatever and then delete it off your phone and don't put it back until the next day. Little thing limiting your use. When you take it off your phone, it, it gets rid of that impulse. Like I took Twitter off again <clears throat> just because of the impulse of, of always checking on that. And uh, I got my buffer app and I could put my stuff out and and I don't. it, it makes life just so much easier. And I notice every time I don't have it on my phone, I feel better and whatnot. And again, everybody's different on what they need to use it for and whatnot. But just something like that, deleting it off your phone and re-downloading it when you want to use it uh, can help a little bit. Not leaving negative comments. If you don't like something, guys. I see plenty of shit I don't like on social media. I don't know about you guys. I see a bunch of steroid fucking bodybuilders and fucking juiced up fucking fitness chicks trying to fucking... like. Bullshit. Fuck off. I don't like that shit. You know what though? I don't sit there and leave negative. Just, I don't follow it. I don't leave comments on it. I don't want nothing to do with it. That's not my world. All the power to you. I hope you guys are great and whatnot. But don't leave negative comments. There's just no, don't waste your energy on that stuff. If you're out there, if something makes you mad, just move off of it. Just don't contribute to the problem. Leave your phone off, uh, go into bed, turn it off or put it on the nightstand You know, when I'm ready to go to bed, I don't touch my phone. It's all throughout the night. I don't look at it. Mm. I wake up, I do my stuff, and then I get... Because I know once I fucking look at that phone, my day starts. And uh, as far as emails and interactions and and whatnot and phone calls. So that's a little tip just to shut down at night. Some people like to do an hour or two before they go to bed. They, They don't use their phone. I'm a believer in leaving my phone on. If an emergency with my alarm, anything, I could hear it through my phone, through alerts, through the alarm system. Um, Everyone's different on that end. But don't touch it. When you go to bed, it really helps. And uh, sometimes, like walking the dogs, you know, I I sometimes I'll record walking the dogs and whatnot. But oftentimes, you know, JD, if I'm not talking to you, I will either leave my phone in my pocket the entire time so that I'm not, and I won't touch it. And like just giving yourself time away from your phone whether it's 30 minutes an hour here and there and, and just being without it and whatnot. And I know like if I go on a date with a girl, I don't look at my phone the entire night and it's, and I have the best time of my, my, of, of, you know, the week when I go and do that and, and I'm not on my phone and, because you're actually getting human interaction. And um, when you shut this stuff off, sometimes that allows you to get those creative moments and those aha moments and, um, and to use your creativity and to, you know, oh, I can go and do this, and rather than waste time sitting there and watching other people. And, whatnot. and we could use them for reading, and, and they have a lot of positive uses, <clears throat> but they're addicting. And we don't want to miss out on, I just heard my alarm go off, and I'm slightly concerned. I don't know why it, anyways, we'll continue as the dogs go. One of the doors opened in my house. I got the alarm alert, so could have been. Joe, like, what year were you born?
4: Eighty-one.
2: Yeah, so you know exactly.
4: Yeah, I definitely know exactly what. Yeah, and and, and Ryback was right because like, especially when you go out to dinner or going out to eat or something like that, just put your phone away. Just you know, try to talk to the person that that's with you and stuff like that. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, there's a restaurant in in Vegas where you literally eat in the dark and so you lock up your phone in a locker. And so you're, you know, you have to, you know, you know, you eat in the dark, you still somewhat have to talk to somebody. Otherwise it'll be a weird quiet dinner. But, uh, yeah, it's just like take moments away of your, of your phone to just kind of decompress, you know, especially, you know, lighting, you know, the light, the light from your phone really affects your eyes. Um, you know, it's just, you know, get outside, you know, enjoying the sunlight or, you know, or a nice walk in the evening, you know, without without the light shining in your eyes, really kind of helps, you know, your eyes and also your mind a little bit.
2: Is there a candlelight at this restaurant?
4: No, completely pitch black. Really? Yep.
1: Hell of a place to do a blind date. How does
4: that? I want to know how the waiters
2: and waitresses do I actually this, get uh, to know the girl. Then you see
1: her. No, once they you wear. Get out of there.
4: They wear night vision goggles. Really? And so they 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 wear night vision goggles, and they'll tell you where your food is or where your drink is. You know, it's like uh, your you know, use your right hand. Just move up a little bit, and they'll they'll because they see you moving, and so they'll they'll say you're getting warm or you're getting colder. Or you got it. You know, and then. They'll it's it's vegetarian so but you know it is i mean it is an experience and stuff like that i mean i don't mind the meal was actually pretty good um but you just don't see it so it in it heightens your other senses um you know especially when, when when we went there it was pretty loud so you can hear other people's conversation from like across the room which is you know kind of crazy but uh yeah it definitely it's an interesting experience
2: I'm going to have to the that for, Reaching across the table for some bread, and you accidentally oh, grab your date.
1: Sorry, like I was going warmer. for the salt. Sorry, sweetie. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly.
4: Like <laughs> getting warmer? <laughs>
1: I yeah, think have to make a the waiters and
4: though. the waitress gets a kick out of it and watching.
1: watching. <laughs>
2: you you got to cool. be perverted a little bit to take that job as a waiter or waitress. You're just like, oh, yeah, everybody with those goggles.
1: Yeah, that's sure. yeah, they're very interesting. I'm I'm going to I think I'm going to go on a date out there. Yeah. But it's... they don't serve meat? <laughs> no. Wait, what? They no meat at all?
4: No, it's vegetarian.
1: Oh. Kind of <laughs> fucking sucks. Don't <laughs> really what, what to say to that, Joe. I'm, you know, may I I know I'll have 3 scoops of ISO Hungry uh grass-fed prebiotic enhanced whey protein isolate. By feed me more nutrition before I go there and then just eat some bread. There you go. <sighs> All right. If actually,
4: the meal is actually the the meal is actually pretty good. So if you have an open mind, I'll, I'll definitely, I mean, I recommend trying it out.
1: I think I'm going to head out there. I'm going to try it just to are talk about it. Are you about
4: worried, it. Or worried about the, they might put cockroaches in the food and you're, you're eating it?
1: Yeah, you never know. You, you're just laughing in the background.
2: <laughs>
4: oh they like have... <laughs> I'm did, one of the did, waiters.
1: <laughs> Do they have
2: an area, like, you know, a lounge area where you can just go there and get, like, a coffee? Or is it just strictly a restaurant?
4: It's just strictly a restaurant. It's like you walk in and, <laughs> you, I mean, they they have you sign a waiver just in case something does happen. Well, <laughs> no, you're uh, walking in the dark. Like, I feel
1: like, yeah. You gotta... Yeah,
4: you're in the dark. And what so, about the bathroom? Are you allowed, uh, the waiter, Is there bathrooms? The waiter comes out and then brings you into, yeah. uh, you know, it's like you hold each other by the shoulder and they'll they'll guide you to your table.
1: Joe, are there bathrooms there?
4: There is bathrooms. And? So if you know if you need to go to the bathroom, they you know all you need to do is raise your hand, and someone will guide you to the bathroom.
2: Is there lights in the bathroom? Because I can just see somebody. What was it? Was that Kingpin where uh, <laughs> the dude shitting in the sink or shitting in the urinal uh. <laughs> Something like
0: that.
4: Yeah,
2: it was king I tip. believe,
4: I believe that the, the bathroom are lighted. And so, but they're like separate, you know, they're in separate rooms. So you can like, you know, walk in and then kind of your light, you know, let your eyes kind of get used to the light. Then you go in the bathroom.
1: I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to checking this place out. I yeah. think we're going to go ahead. <clears throat> wrap this week's uh, episode up. We're at a, done a, we've done a couple hours this week. We, uh, We're a bunch of chatty Cathy's, guys. I'm not going to lie. We are. We, uh, I feel like, I feel like the time, like, I'm always looking at the time trying to just, you want to stay at that hour and a half mark. And it's, I was, uh, my friend was over here, Nicole today, one of my good friends. And she, uh, she goes, your podcast, you guys do long episodes. And uh, I go, well, not now we're trying to keep it to an hour and a half, two hours tops. And uh, she goes, I've seen some three-hour ones in there. I go, yeah, we're real fucking chatty, Kathy's, and whatnot. So. But uh, our numbers numbers are going up. I'm really happy with that. We uh, Coming up on episode 100, and, uh, and we're, we're growing at a good rate right now. I'm excited, and I'm, I'm excited what the future holds for this podcast. And I'm enjoying myself. I don't know about I'm sure you guys absolutely hate doing this with me, but I enjoy it. <laughs> so thank you.
4: Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah, (laughs) I like I like I like
1: hearing about the phobias. Yeah, that's the only thing keeping you coming back. Now is right. The phobia of the week is going to be the fucking new fucking segment. But uh, I think we're going ahead. What I've missed out on doing here for the plugs is putting the song of the week in. I'm big on having a song of the week plugged into the show, and uh, this week I want to go with Absolution Calling by Incubus. So if we could go ahead and get that tuned up and uh, Joe anything you want to go ahead and plug to wrap up this week's show
4: okay well um, next Monday in LA Alexis Fox is doing her variety show Um, so it's comedians musicians rappers and stuff like that Um, it's a cannabis friendly environment so you can actually there's a patio where you can actually smoke uh, marijuana or whatever you want to smoke you know that's somewhat legal uh, mm-hmm. and you can check it out on my website, at webma- or AsianJoe.com. Uh, the link will be there for tickets. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Webmaster Joe, and also on Instagram.
1: Good deal. JD, anything you want to go ahead and inform the people? You can check, check me out on Instagram
2: at IronAttitudeJD, showing you all the latest and coolest customized weight belts in the world. If you want to order one, For yourself, for your girlfriend, for your husband, for your wife, uh, for an anniversary, for a birthday, for Christmas, for fucking Halloween. You can drop me a DM on Instagram or you can check out www.ironattitudebelts.com. And my webmaster just hit me up today and let me know that the all-new website should be done in the next couple of weeks. It will be more user-friendly and the customization plugin section will be
1: top shelf. That's uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a big fan of your weight belts. I think I might have to get a new one here. Coming up, the uh, I love, even though I, I love my feed me more nutrition one, but you've done my weight belts from the beginning for everybody out there that don't know that you uh, JD has been the one he's done he's done all my ring gear, my singlets, trunks before, and uh, all the the big guy ryback. Um, weight belts before all these fucking marks were wearing them. And uh, the big. Guy do you remember was, that? That's just a
2: popped in my head. Do you remember the the Skip Sheffield trunks that we did with the double S? Do I remember just had to get rid of one of the S's because it was on your dick?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that. By the way, I I still have all those trunks. I'll post those up to show the people. <clears throat> that was because you had double S's. And that was a thing, the, the rules that we had in WWE at different times blew my mind. That was one of the rules, though, is that they didn't want logos on your dick because it drew attention to your dick. And I was, <laughs> I never understood that. I'm like, we're in our underwear to begin with. I don't think, like, guys put logos on the front of their things all the time. I don't know what it was, but I remember they, there was something they didn't want, the double S's. And I, I still, and I, I, to this day, I don't. It was just, it draws attention to the penis. So I don't know. Random, random flashback into, that was, it wasn't just me. There were other people. I remember there was somebody else that had, I don't know if it was Wade. Somebody had something on their trunks too. And they might've been Wade or Gabriel. I don't know, but God damn. Now it's not, I don't think it even matters. I don't think there's any of those rules apply anymore, but just weird, random rules. Alright guys, for me, all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada 89136. We got new Motivational, the Feed Me More Motivational Series t-shirts on Amazon, on Amazon Merch, feedmemore. Feed Me More, Feed Me More Nutrition, The Big Guy Ryback. Those shirts will pop up on the search feature on Amazon. Feed Me More Nutrition on Amazon, Feed eBay, and in Las Vegas at Wise Chiropractic. For personal video shout-outs from myself, go to cameo.com slash the big guy five-star rating um, by over 30 or 40 people now, guys, just so you know. Book the big guy at yahoo.com my personal email for pro wrestling bookings or bill bearings at showbiz at aol.com biz with an s, brother. Wake up it's Feeding Time, my motivational book by myself on Amazon and paperback, Audible, and Kindle formats that I'm holding up right here, guys. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. FuelMeals.com. Save 15% with discount code, TheBigGuy. And follow us on social media, at CWTBG on Twitter, at ConversationWithTheBigGuy on Instagram, at Ryback22 on Twitter, at TheBigGuyRyback22 on Instagram, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram and Facebook at the TheBigGuyRyback22, Ryback247 on Snapchat. Check us out on YouTube for the video uh, format of this show, youtube.com slash Feed Me More channel. Guys, you've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Feed me more.